0: Lady Ada, what is this? Hey,
1: everybody. And welcome to Show and Tell. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. Um, but we're going to check in with people from around the community right now. We've got 30 minutes of hacking, soldering, coding, servoing, 3D printing, and more. I'm um, checking with some people from the Adafruit community. But everybody's welcome. Come on by. We're broadcasting here till 7.55. First up, we're going to uh, hop into Sean. Sean is here workshop. from
0: DigiKey. And... Uh... You know, each time we have guests on and everything, I always say hi and everything. But I do want to do a special, um, whatever holiday you celebrate, it's always a good time to say thank you. Thank you, Sean, for all the educational stuff you do, working with DigiKey and being part of this cool electronic community all these years, building something special together. So thank you.
2: Yeah, uh, my pleasure. And thanks to both of you for keeping everything going during the pandemic and, you know, making an awesome uh, open source electronics company.
0: Trying. All right. What you got this week?
2: Okay, I actually have a blinking lights demo, oh. and this is something that I've been working on for the past couple of days. I'm, I'm actually working on an installation for a local group. Um, I'm gonna have a hallway, and the idea is I want to have a distance sensor, this little TF mini, that detects when somebody walks down and it kind of follows them and, and maybe does like some sparkle or something, just like an interactive kind of display. But one of the things I run into is driving a bunch of LEDs at the same time. Mm. And so what I've been working on is that's that's a Raspberry Pi Pico um, on top of my that, that's just a um, the red board is a custom uh, debugger that I'm using for step through debugging and it's actually using the PIO to drive six strips potentially up to 32 I don't have 32 to test of NeoPixels wow and I it's I I was working with Scott and I believe Paint Your Dragon um trying to get stuff working in circuit python no dice i think i have maybe a bad shift register possibly i don't know um but on the other like i was working on that and also doing the c code c code happens to work there's a demo up on the um the github pio or pico examples github repo and that's where i started with and i had to refactor a bunch of that so i can actually put in my own animations um but it's working it's extremely fast it takes less than a second so this this purple one down here it takes less than a second for the led to go from the first one to the end even with 150 leds which means i've got over 150 frames per second with 150 leds per strip which means i probably can get 70 maybe 80. Hertz refresh. Mm. Um, if I put 300 LED strip or 300 pixel strips up to 32 strips. So that is what, like 9,000 LEDs with a refresh of 60 Hertz Yay. On, a, on a Pico. So I'm pre, without having to use an FPGA. So I'm thrilled about that.
0: I assume DigiKey has an expense account for you. Uh, <laughs> please use it wisely. <laughs> it's worth it. Get in the forgiveness animals. instead of permission. It's okay.
2: <laughs> More pixels
0: yeah we have a dream gonna say no. we have a dream that one day you will be able to make a jacket that plays the movie blade runner oh my goodness and we've been just amazing. we've been working back from that idea for like 20 years now and uh i have a feeling that you're going to be involved with it bow tie first jacket later
2: that, yeah the bow tie is a good one yeah <laughs> and somebody else beat me to it um I, I actually have a couple of light-up bow ties because other people have given them to me, and I'm like, I'm not the first to create them. I give all the credit to other folks. It's a, well, at least get them all
0: for free now, though. So. <laughs> I
1: mean, Everyone when, gives their light-up bow ties, too. Yeah, it's fine.
2: Yeah, When when they're very generous, and I'm very thankful for you're, it.
0: You're easy to shop
2: for. Yeah, <laughs> That's so true. I have so many bow ties now.
0: All right, Sean. Well, thanks so much, and keep coming back. And again, thank you so much for all the things that you're doing in the world. Keeping it open.
1: Absolutely. Keep it open. Keeping it open. Yeah. Keep right, thanks, Sean.
0: All right, next up, some Adafruit folks. Melissa, what you got going on this week? I have been working on this little device here, and it has a little laser on it. And I have it so you can control it with a non-check. Right now I have it so you can turn it on and off, with, or you turn it on with the button. Uh, here, I'll show you what the dim the lights here. Yeah. Then, no? do it so I don't okay. shine it in my eye here. <laughs> Oh. Drip, 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 so. drip. There you go. Somewhere out there, there's a cat watching this show, freaking out. <laughs>
1: that's really fast.
0: Yeah, it works. It's like the scene in Explorers where the uh, little orb kind of starts busting through the. Uh, oh yeah, kind the of the reminds me that. <laughs> yeah. Right Looking on. great. All right, and that's in yeah. Circuit
1: Python, or? Yep,
0: that's uh, all Circuit Python driven, so it's really cool. easy okay. to code up. The prophecy has been fulfilled, electronics for cats. All right. Thank you so much, Melissa.
3: Thanks. All right, Scott, what you got going on this week? Well, I was shopping keyboards just now. Yeah. uh, Because I picked up some KB2040s, and I'm trying to decide what to do with them. Uh, But (laughs) in uh, CircuitPython news, I have been working on the Raspberry Pi stuff. And uh, thanks to Dan for doing my review. It just got merged in. Uh, So next week, when I'm back from the holidays, uh, we'll be able to check out uh, on CircuitPython.org downloads. You'll be able to download CircuitPython. No OS for uh, the Raspberry Pi 4 works pretty well. Uh, The 02W is on there as well, but it's having a little bit more questionable reliability. Uh, Folks will be able to test that out. So uh, I have a demo, so I'll just have to switch my cam here. Yeah. Hopefully it's working. Oh, Cat ah. Cam. All
1: right, Cat Cam
0: is here. Cat Cam. I'm you're doing
3: that. <laughs> not, not that camera. Important.
1: Is there one cat or two cats in there?
3: Uh, just one. That's just spook all curled up. Oh, if you want to see cool. more Cat Cam, uh, watch my deep dives. Not this week. No deep dive this week. Although Foamy Guy will be streaming. Okay. Um, but here is the demo I actually wanted to show you. <laughs> they were listed as both the same thing. So what we've got here is uh, this is the... Raspberry Pi CM4, so Compute Module 4 equivalent to a Pi 4. Um, and then I have my custom breakout header with a Stemma QT. And the Stemma QT runs under the LED stuff to the glasses. So we've got the Flame example running over I2C from the Raspberry Pi 4, um, which I'm pretty excited about. And uh, I think that also confirms that this PCB is good as design, too. So uh, folks should be able to uh, get that from Oshpark if they want to put one together all right
1: amazing
3: it's cool for, a tea for raspberry pi
1: i know that's a big thing because it had all the sensors and have so many breakouts gpio expanders yeah. yeah
3: totally like uh you know pies are pies are valuable to adafruit for all the stuff that you buy to use with a pie so this yeah. is this will be a very very easy way to make just a temperature sensor or a sensor display on your tv uh, because we had display I.O. for your HDMI device.
0: All right. Question from the chat was uh, i squared c megahertz. So how fast does it go? Uh,
3: this is running at a megahertz. Um, I was originally thinking I, I could only do 400 kilohertz, but once I figured out the clock divider, I was able to do a full megahertz okay. uh, on the i squared c
0: all right, no deep dive this week with Scott, but tune in next week and you'll probably yep. see a bunch of cool stuff
3: and more. Thank you so much, Scott. Yeah, and, and, tune, and tune in to Foamy Guy on Friday, who will be yeah. in my when time slot.
0: Tag me or something like that. I'll get the word out on Friday.
3: Okie doke.
4: Cool. All, All right, right, Dan, Thank you Scott. what you got going on? Hello. Okay, I was going to talk about um, cooperative multitasking in CircuitPython. Right. And I've got a link in the chat. You can take a look. This guide has just gone live. Um, the idea of cooperative multitasking is that you have multiple tasks in your program, and they 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 take turns running, and they cooperate in taking turns. One of them says, "I'm done for a little while. You can run," and another one says, "I can. I need to wait because I'm waiting on something, so somebody else can run." So this is all using a library called async I/O, which is in regular Python and has been there for like nine years or something like that. Um, it was originally written to do network IO. MicroPython has picked it up in the past couple of years and now we've uh, taken that library mostly for Micro Python and, and made it run on CircuitPython. So it's a very different way of writing, of having your program do multiple things at once. You write these tasks and then they, They just have to take turns. They don't have to interact with each other. So I have a very simple demo here, a blinky lights demo, which is what mostly is in the guide. Um, You can see on the left side here, here's this program. I create two tasks to blink two different LEDs. One blinks every quarter of a second, one blinks every tenth of a second 10 times or 20 times. So I'll run that program. You can watch the LEDs blink. They're going to stop because it's not running um, indefinitely. All right. And then if you look at at that code, uh, it really, there's just this one routine that does the blinking. And then you wait for the tasks to run. You gather them and wait for them to complete running. So let's have, we have a little more complicated example here, uh, in which I have um, another two more blink tasks here. And then I have two tasks that are monitoring some buttons so I can speed up and slow down the blinking. And these tasks just communicate through a shared object. Usually when you're doing something complicated like this, you have to have one big loop and you have to keep checking what time it is and all this kind of stuff, but the task makes it much easier to do that. So I'm, I'm having this thing, this thing blinking and now I'll press the button and I'll start speeding up each different one, each set of yeah, buttons. Yeah. Okay, so if you look at these programs, what's what's happening for instance in the blinking is that here's the blink loop while true, and we flip the LED, and then we await a a special kind of sleep that's at the async IO library. And that causes this piece of code to give up its turn for a while, and then somebody else can run. And when it's done, then it's ready to run again. The scheduler will notice and we'll let it start running again from this point, it's called the coroutine. So mm-hmm. this is all really complicated and uh, is not what you're used to, but please take a look at the examples in the guide. And I think you'll see a simple programming paradigm, get some ideas about what you wanna do, things you wanna do at the same time that normally would require some convoluted code checking on each other.
0: Yeah. All right, good explanation, Dan. I, I better understand it now. Uh, I was reviewing the guide before it went live and I'm like, I think I get this. I think I understand how we're going to maybe talk about this because it's super advanced, uh, but at the same time, we made it really simple to try out. So I hope folks
4: do. Yeah, please please try it and try the blinking lights examples. And All right. Thanks it. so much, Dan. OK.
0: Next up, Jeff, what you got going on this week?
5: Hello. So um, I love time. And this is a little project um, that shows the time signal from the uh, radio station in Fort Collins called WWVB. This is the, the other, I've got two of these built. So I've got a Raspberry Pi and a receiver board and an antenna. So this receives the signal. Um, and then I'm, it's not actually ITC, it's just two logic signals. And then I'm logging it on the computer just so I can understand the signal better. And basically, if you look at the signal, Um, it sends 60 one-second pieces of information. um, And then the underlined part is where the signal is low, and it can be one of three lengths. So it sends a zero or a one or a mark. And when you receive 60 of those, you can decode a second. And the reason I'm doing this is so that I have like a, a database of how these modules actually work so that I can test different decoding algorithms for making a real clock. So anyway... WWV, bleh, WWVB, it's hard to say, yeah. but it's a real cool time signal um, from Fort that Collins, Colorado.
1: Yeah, you're, you're nearby, so you can get it. We actually mm-hmm. can barely get it here. I mean, you, you can get it in New York, but you have to have your antenna outside. And mm-hmm. then it's like, by the time you're doing that, it's kind of to do GPS. Yeah. But, um, but it is pretty cool. Um, definitely, I, I've built a WWVB clock before.
5: Yeah, it is a kind of bygone signal now that we have um, GPS. But yeah, it's I think 500 miles basically due west of where I am here, so oh, the signal yeah. is really strong all day. Great. Uh, whereas some people, you just receive it at night, and especially once you get further up in the in the northeast, it's got low strength.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool.
0: Thank you so much, Jeff. All right, we'll be
6: seeing you. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Jeff. All, All right, right, paint next your step.
6: dragon. What you got going on? Hi. Uh, you want to go to other guests first? Because I don't yeah. want to monopolize time here. Sure. You
0: no, know, Pedro, you're the other guest.
6: <laughs> Hello. <Hi>. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, folks.
7: Uh, so this week, we got a little uh, festive project. This is a 3D-printed menorah that I designed in Fusion. And we got NeoPixels in these little translucent bulbs. Uh, it's running the cutie pie, RP2040. It's got CircuitPython. And uh, this is a collab project with Liz. Uh, she made it so that you can use a button and advance uh the day. So every well, every night uh, on Hanukkah, you can uh you don't have to light up your candle now, you can use an LED here.
1: This is way safer than candles.
7: Uh, Speaking yeah, of someone who has has burst the sill huh? at my
1: parents' place oh, with like no. that when I was a kid. Yeah. Wow. But it's a kind of a
0: well, rite of passage. Is All is forgiven now.
7: Jesus. <laughs> oh, <geez>. nice. <laughs> uh so the center one the uh the shamash uh stays orange and lit while the rest of these uh kind of iterate through the rainbow and it's using the led animation library uh so yeah that's this week's uh projects uh, i all snap fits together and uh you know you can print it in different colors and stuff
1: it's a good um, looking renora yeah. nice work there yeah
7: thanks a lot of snap nice. fit parts um like uh, that's my jam so yeah and you got USB C there for the qd 5 so they just have oh, it well, plugged man. in the wall USB C. Uh,
0: We'll be playing this week. Next week, y'all are out. Um, In the background there, um, we're going to send me this 3D printed um, prop from Dune, and um, we're going to have some other TV... Movie, Ooh. other things, but uh, check that
1: serious. out. I like the Chris. Yeah, I like the translucent cool. effects. Yeah, really
7: so, cool. it looks so much better in person. Oh yeah. And then throwing it back to you guys again. Thanks for all the stuff you guys do. Never take sure. or hardly take any breaks, and you know, thank for everything you do to the community. It's I mean, this is a be awesome. A, we got a long winter nap coming up. Thank you.
0: All right. We'll see everybody not next week, but the week after.
1: You got me. You got me a gift. We can,
0: yeah. Right. yeah, we got to get you more.
7: <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks, I like Thanks this so
1: shirt. much.
0: All right, next up, we're gonna go to Liz, and then we'll go to Paul and then Seth, and then Brent, and then we'll wrap up with Phil B if there's time, because um, I think he wanted to give uh, the folks time to show their stuff. Liz, hey Liz, what you got going on?
8: Hey, how's it going? Um, so I've been working on a fuzz pedal PCB, uh, and the first ones uh, that I designed up had some issues, so this is the second spin up. Uh, and tonight, when I was testing it. I was getting a really fizzly sound, um, so then I went and looked at my schematic, and the turned out the part um, that I'd use in eagle had a different um, had different footprint for the um, base collector emitter for the uh, for the transistors. So Ooh. it looks like if I turn the transistors, um, then we should be in business. But for right now, I do I did add a power switch and a power LED, um, which is very cool. bright, so covers so at least. It does turn on, and I am getting a little bit of a signal. So hopefully maybe next week I can bring a full functional fuzz pedal on. But we're very close.
1: It's um, very fuzzy, just not the way you want it.
8: Exactly. It sounded more like how the back looks <laughs> when
1: i right. looked. Oh, white noise. All right, well, thanks, Liz. Right, I can't thank wait. So and thanks much, for uh, helping Liz. out with the menorah as well. And
0: we're going to see you in person in less than 30 days, I think. If, yes. All, all right. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Cool. All right, next one. Up. Let's go to Paul. Paul, what you got going
9: on? Hey, how's it going? Uh, Hi, so I've been working on this uh, computer now for about a year. I call it the Ribbit 65. It's based on Ben Eater's uh, uh, Hello World from Scratch uh, 6502 design, and I've kind of blown it way out of proportion. Um, this is the core board. This has got the CPU back here and ROM and RAM and some address decoding and stuff. Look at that
1: sweet crystal; that's so big. I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's so chunky.
9: And then down here is the system I/O board that will do up to sixteen peripherals, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they they're all capable of accommodating up to sixteen um, registers each. So it's basically a page of. of uh, of addressed IO. And uh, so there's three 6522 vias, there's five 6551 um, serial chips, and uh, there's going to be... um, SD card storage and uh, keyboard and character addressable display. For now, I've got this little character LCD that's all very exciting. And um, if I, let me see if I can do this properly. Um, if I do pick and no, if I do four and then pick and pick, huzzah. Ooh. So we'll get a little bit closer there. Um this is the the monitor that I wrote for it um, in 6502 assembly. So if we do uh, like an r uh, 8040 and enter and I don't know if you can see the display has oh it hasn't. Hold on. Uh, why is this not working? I've done a... R804 yeah. Oh.
1: Okay. Boom.
9: Time passes. Time passes. And it sits there for a little while, and then it, it runs uh, runs back to thing that the it there we go r sixty five monitor. So nice work. thanks. So basically, I've got two PCBs that I've designed for this. Um, they both need to be respun because um, uh, I had to make my own um, part for the DS. 1232, uh, reset IC, and I forgot to number one of the pins.
1: <laughs> All right. So. Well, this wow. looks great, though. But, good uh,
9: work. Thanks.
1: Love it.
0: All right. Loving that gigantic Well, thanks so much, Christmas. Paul, and have a good holiday or whatever you're doing this week and more.
1: All right. Let's All
0: right, go to you, Seth, Paul. and then we'll go to Brent. Seth, take it away.
1: Hey,
10: Seth. Welcome back. Hey. So I've been on a few times about boards I'm making, and so... I made another little RP2040 board because that's all you can really get nowadays. Um, But, so I, let me see if I can get it out. But I have a little demo running on it with Arduino. Mm. So it's a little running one of the Adafruit TFT displays. But it's just a cute little castellated uh, RP2040 board. A little bit, but I don't know, it's about the size of a feather. Um, Actually, got the uh, idea from it from one of the members in the community. So, uh, but that's pretty exciting. So it's called a Castaway RB2040. Uh-huh. So kind going to play on the uh, Castellated Pads name. Um, but that'll be available sometime soon. Hopefully I get the panels for that. But Awesome. Um, but very thankful for the RP 2040 and also thankful for uh, y- you guys because... The first few spins I did for RP2040, I was not very successful. And then I was able to look at what you guys put out on for the open source schematic. So yeah,
0: yeah.
1: More well, yeah there's, there's a lot of little things in there, but yeah, that's why we released the feather. We actually released the feather schematic and board files before the feather was available. Cause we were like, we know everyone's going to be designing stuff. Don't make the mistakes we made. Cause like I had, yeah. I made like five mistakes on my first, first spin. And uh, thankfully I had review from the Raspberry Pi hardware team. Um, thank them for, for helping review, but I, I, uh, I'd hate for them to have to do the same review for everybody. It's like, let's oh, let's yeah. get people toward, toward designing what they want to design.
10: Oh yeah, yeah, it, it helped out a lot. I realized that my two spy flash, or two of my spy flash pins were swapped on it mm-hmm. for all my footprint. So I, I got those switched around and, it, and they've all been really great so far. So uh, just, right on. just more up your 2040 boards and all oh, that. Right. to
1: see you,
0: Seth. Well, thank you so Thanks. much, Seth. Thanks. All right, now we're going to go to Brent. If there's time, we'll do uh, some retro stuff with Phil B. Brent, take it away.
10: Hey, guys. Um, I got a week off work, so I uh, took my Matrix portal, turned it into a clock. Nice. And then um, I took the LED glasses, and I hooked it up to Blue Fruit Connect, so you can change the color.
1: Yeah. Nice.
10: And then I also made it so like you have a few examples on there so when you click the button like, here's the oh, um, oh wow voice talking one here's the eyes and then the um oh yeah then back to blue fruit where you know i could connect to my phone yeah that's all right yeah. Good, good demos way.
0: i don't think we made a video that shows all this so thank you yeah
10: <laughs> good all right
0: all right right thank you so much Hi, Bye. Brent. Thanks all for right
1: all right there'll be play oh, us thanks out have thanksgiving
6: I see NeoPixels behind you. I think that's more interesting than what I've got. Um, anyway, interactive show and tell. Do you want video or book? Video or book? Let's do book. 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 Okay, good. Because video would be like, let's make a deal. And you get the door with the, the donkey behind it. Like the crap.
0: you don't actually get the goat or the donkey. I
1: really I thought... wish I could actually get the goat. Guy net, thing, right? Yeah, I call it a goat.
6: Um, okay, so you get Retro Tech book. So there's this dude, Ivan Sutherland. He's still with us. And... The breadcrumbs of history of anything interactive with computers, those all, like, that is Ivan Sutherland's bread that we're all eating. Um, Interactive drawing on computers, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, flight simulators that, like, everything goes back to this dude. And um, around 1980, he built a walking robot, a hexapod walking robot, but I don't mean like a hexapod like a little walking robot. It was it was actually a vehicle that- uh, This
1: guy sounds would, so cool.
6: You would sit on and, and drive around. And yes. um, this was like 1980 and there was no, you know, you couldn't go to Maker Fair. There wasn't a Make Magazine or a web that you could share things with. So he self-published a book um, which completely breaks down how this robot was built and uh, all all the pneumatics and hydraulics and and welding and stuff just breaks it down step by step. Oh, look
1: at that drawing. That dra- the control box was looked. The drawing was beautiful.
6: Oh yeah, I know the diagrams are are uh, are amazing. Does it exist anywhere online for the world to see? No, maybe we can fix that. But you know. um, yeah, because it, it you know there's no there's no barcode, there's no ISBN number it's kind of hard to, to, yeah. to locate. And I was very lucky to find a copy at a, at a bookstore. That is no way
1: you found it at a bookstore. What a great. Find. Yeah. The,
6: the illustrator, uh, Frederick Carlson. Um, he does some nice, uh, he's done like a series on, uh, jazz musicians and stuff. Um, really neat stuff, like a very earthy style. So it's interesting to see like all these technical illustrations by him. Yeah. But, um, yeah it was it it's just this odd thing that this guy who's who's like pivotal in all of computer graphics um also had this this robot hexapod total maker fair burning man style was yeah. this like
1: pre-srl or do you think yeah it looks that like it is. is
6: yeah this goes way so back.
1: we invented everything
0: huh um you know one thing uh I'll put my uh, Adafruit management hat on. If you want to build a a little, you know, one of those scanners that have like is two scanners next to each other. There's uh, some things I've seen online where it it lets the book sit like directly on
6: top. I think like archive.org uses it. Uh, Buy them
0: inexpensive because that's worth it for having. Yeah.
6: This is, this is one of those things that, you know, I'm sure there's other copies around, but uh, it really should be preserved because, um, like I said, yeah. it's kind of, the, this, this, this guy's a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like sometimes people think, oh, you know, uh, make maker movement was new or, you know, this latest thing when open source hardware is new. No, we, people have been publishing open source, open schematics. Maybe it wasn't called that. Um, and so I think it's really good to uh, look at some of the things in the past and learn from it. And then we get better because someone spent a lot of time and effort. It's just not yeah. in a place where you can find it anymore.
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, There's it's a load cell good. circuit. That's yeah. Great.
1: Oh, the L-H-O-3-4. Oh, I love these like uh, uncompensated uh, op-amps or diff-amps.
6: Yep. But um, a lot of people you might know, you, like if you've seen like computer history stuff, there was the uh, Sketchpad was his mm. MIT thesis back in the early 1960s. You can see old black and white uh, film of this if you go look on YouTube for uh, Sketchpad oh, wow. Ivan Sutherland. And it's just yeah. mind-blowing that this was done. Does he
1: live in Silicon Valley still?
6: Um, I think he's East Coast. Okay. I could be wrong. Look on Wikipedia. Who
0: the duck, duck, go? All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Phil. Nice. Me. Have a fantastic right, holiday book. and more. And yeah, book was a good choice. And uh thank you for bringing in the delight as always.
6: And once again. Oh, you bet. All right. Thank you for putting up with my quirks.
0: <laughs> you and me both. Uh, I'll see you later. Put
1: on the cat head. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: All right. That's it. Thank you so much, everybody. This was uh, the best half an hour of our week. This week and most weeks, thank you so much for being part of the show and tell that we do here at Adafruit. I think it's been like 15 years of this so far. We're so grateful and thankful that people want to tune in and show and share their projects, tell your friends about it and more. And uh, we'll
7: see everybody next week. Ask an Engineer starts in about a minute.
8: Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.